Hello and thank you for checking out the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish student-driven content to share with the world. This network empowers students to become content creators for all different types of digital mediums. For more student-ran podcasts, blogs, artwork, and content, please check out the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network at www.hvspn.com. The opinions represented within the digital content are those of the content creators. Now please enjoy the following podcast episode. Welcome to my AP Biology Thoughts Podcast. My name is Arthur Kim, and I am your host for episode 16 called Fossil Record Radioactive Dating. Today we will be discussing the techniques used to precisely determine the age of fossils. So, as you may have guessed, radiometric dating is using the known rates of decay of radioactive elements in order to precisely determine the age of samples. And in our case, we are interested in determining the age of fossils and tissue samples. So before we go over this, it is important that we go over a few key concepts. First and foremost is exponential decay, which is when the rate of decay of a substance is proportional to the amount of the substance remaining. And following that, we have half-life, which is the amount of time for the amount of uh, radioactive sample to uh, decrease by one half. And finally, and most importantly, we must discuss carbon-14, a radioactive isotope of carbon that is naturally occurring and has a half-life of around 5,700 years. So, so for some more background info, um, all organisms are constantly exchanging carbon with their environment, So, and as a result, all living organisms maintain a relatively constant amount of C14, that being uh, one part per one trillion carbon atoms. However, once an organism dies, it can no longer exchange carbon with its environment, so the amount of remaining C14 will only decay. So, in terms of radiometric dating, scientists can observe the remaining amount of C14 in a sample or fossil, and as a result, precisely determine when that organism existed. For example, let's say we found a preserved tissue sample and we were, and determined that the amount of C14 was around 1 atom per 4 trillion carbon atoms. Well, knowing that the half-life is 5,700 years and that uh, two half-lives have elapsed, we, can, we know that that tissue sample come, came from an organism that is um, around 11,400 years old. And a real-world example of C14 dating was when scientists were able to determine the age of Utsi the Iceman. So basically, when Utsi was uncovered, they, the scientists found that the amount of C14 in him was around 1 atom per 1.9 trillion carbon atoms. And as a result they were able to determine that Utsi lived around 5,300 years ago. So, as you can see, uh, carbon-14 dating is very useful in allowing us to determine uh, when um, old organisms existed. However, unfortunately, due to the relatively short 
half-life of carbon-14, it is only useful for determining um, ancestors, the age of ancestors, like, around, like, several millennia. It is useless for determining, like, the age of organisms that existed millions of years ago. Nonetheless, uh, radiometric dating with carbon-14 does allow us to know when certain common ancestors lived, and uh, therefore allows us to construct accurate phylogenetic trees, which really help us better understand evolutionary relationships between organisms. Thank you for listening to this episode of My AP Biology Thoughts. For more student-run podcasts, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, have a great day, and I hope you learned something.